Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's question comes to us from Dan, who asked us, what are your favorite non-video game games? Non-video games? Right, and not bored. Yeah. So it's specifically just games. Activities. Yep. And I think this specifically came up because we are hitting long weekend season. Mm -hmm. It is Canada Day tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. Mm -hmm. It's Independence Day on Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Independence Day is the 4th. I was just thinking, never mind, it doesn't matter. I start my new job on the 4th, and for some reason... On Independence Day. On Independence Day. Yeah. I'm independent of Calgary. That's how I'll remember it. Except I'm not, because I'll always be coming back. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I'll take your season tickets then. No! (laughs) Like, you said you're independent. That doesn't mean you get all the benefits of being here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's it's the time of year where people get out and do things. and Barbecue, and you're hanging out with friends, and you're grab a few beer and just hang out. Or in Dave's case, grab a coffin full of beer and just hang out. It was a there, watering trough. To be fair, there was a reason there was that much. Yeah, we were at a stag party. Yeah, and, and it was a weekend. It was a weekend, and I mean, we drank most of that in a day, but... But still, it was a stag party weekend. Like, no. you don't need to be anywhere the next day. This isn't... That's not normal weekend Dave. No. The no, chest no. is at least half that size <laughs> for those days. It, it was a lot of beer. We filled that thing up and went, wow, that is... That is a lot. Yeah. So. I can't say I was thrilled by the selection of beer, but at the same time, for one of those, you're not looking for taste then. No, you're looking, you're looking for, for beer. Exactly. Yeah. So we we got what was inexpensive and easily accessible and came in bulk. Yeah. So we got, you know, I think they were 48 in a pack for fairly 40 cheap. 40 bucks so, or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a pretty good deal. So. What's um, your Instagram? So people At can David see Ron. it. Same as my Same Twitter. as the Twitter. Yeah. So they'll never find it. No, exactly. Because guys... I'll share it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but if you guys want to see the some pictures from my cousin Stag, just go to my uh, my Instagram at David Ron. Yeah. And uh, you will see the. It looks like a coffin, but it's a watering it trough full of beer. Well, yeah. A couple of beer kegs and like it's it's pretty substantial. Yeah, it was. So the the beer the keg was Bandit Peak, which was a local craft oh, brewery. Nice. So okay. we got that was kind of our compromise. We're like, okay, well we'll do. A craft cheap beer keg. for for the for the drinking games and that sort of thing, and yeah. then we'll do beer like craft beer for out of the kegs. And so it was two different kinds. One was a saison, and one was a uh, I can't remember what it was, but they weren't like they were hoppy, but not super IPA hoppy. That's good. It was really good beer. Nice. Yeah. So nice to support local breweries if we can. And yeah. Yeah. And then play some sorts of games, of games. slash activities. It's true. That's and that's what we did at the stag. I mean, it was awful weather. Oh, it was yeah. awful weather. Yeah. The, the day before, the Friday, which was kind of like the unofficial beginning of the stag. Uh, we but went, it's a Friday, so yeah, people like exactly. some can make it, some got to yeah. work till five or whatever. And, so yeah. the, the major contingent of my family took the day off and we went golfing. And then we got back and we sat around the fire. And then the, the next day we woke up and I could hear the rain on the roof and just went, oh, crap. <laughs> ah, crap. So we set things up, but we, we were able to be, do beer pong. 
Yep. And that one was under shelter, but everything else we did, everybody just kind of manned up. Sucked it up. And we, we put on rain slickers and just went out and, like, we did horseshoes and we did ladder golf and we did can jam, which I'll get to in a minute. Because um, I understand the rest of them. Yeah. And then yeah. I can't remember. There was, oh, and then we did full scale beer pong where we didn't actually. So basically we took. Cakes? No. Well, no. that's just not trying. <laughs> We took um, just uh, five gallon or five yeah five five gallon uh, paint buckets from Home Depot. Okay. Yep. And uh, filled those with beer. Obviously, <laughs> I wish <laughs> if it was. We did have a plan for it. Like we obviously couldn't fill them with beer, but everybody had a drink in their hand. But we had different. So we had a. I brought a basketball, a few different softballs, um, a football, and a little mini soccer ball. Okay. And so we just stood far apart and we just tried to lob them into these into these paint buckets. Okay. Um, yep. If it was a nicer day, like the day that we we're recording, if it was this sort of day, the rule was if we were going to fill them, you know, a quarter full with water, uh, and if you got it in that bucket, then you had to dump the bucket on somebody. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, but because it was miserable and you were wet anyway, there was no sense in doing that. So we just had beers in our hands and and kept going, but. So those were the games we played. Um, I well, we can just go through those because yeah. there's a pile of favorites for me in there. Right, horseshoes. Yeah, horseshoes. Horseshoes are awesome. Horseshoes are so good. When I was growing up, it was kind of like it almost felt like it was an old man's game, you know, because there's a certain touch to it, and I just didn't know any kids who ever played horseshoes. Now, part of that is because those things are damn heavy. Oh, they are heavy. You yeah. have to really lob them. I think an a, an official horseshoe pit, I want to say, is about 40 yards or 40 feet. Lord, it's not 40 yards. No, it's not 40 <laughs> yards. Horseshoe pit size. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't know. That's the pit dimensions. I don't care about that. Well, you do. I do. But not for the purposes of what we're doing right now. The overall length is 48 feet. So yeah, it's 48 okay. feet between from pit to pit. Now, so ours is not official... Horseshoe. You're I think not going to be able. You can't run a qualifying event for the Olympics at your cabin. No, I get unfortunately, it. or even like the summer games or anything like that. But yeah. for our purposes, they're great. Yeah, you know you you know we we have them kind of downhill from the from the cabin, so you, it's a little removed from the fire. But you know you're so close enough that if you hear a conversation, you can kind of chime in if you want to. And every now and then you'll just hear uh, you know we'll be sitting around the fire chatting, and all of a sudden you hear the clank, and everybody just goes oh. <laughs> and that usually means somebody's got a ringer or yep. what have you, and it's so good. My grandparents' old farm, they had a, a horseshoe yeah. pit basically set up just away from the – it's not a silo. What's the one – it's not a shed like a either. Granary? No, what's the one where you put your – the track – winter your combines and stuff? It's not a shed. Just like – Not a silo. It's basically – you know what I'm talking like about, though. It's like a prefab – essentially, yeah. Okay, yeah. Giant one of those filled okay. with machinery. Yeah. So basically it was down there. And they had kid weight horseshoes for nice. me while I was growing up. That way I could play because they played horseshoes mm-hmm. all the time in summer. Mm-hmm. Usually all the time. But sure. still. Yeah. There was a lot of horseshoes. And yeah. they had, so they had kid weight. So I could play. But it wasn't quite the same. And then yeah. when I got old enough to go up to adult horseshoes, it's like, oh, man, I'm so excited. Holy crap. These are heavy. Totally. You do not expect that. And then you pick them up it's like, damn, these things got some weight to them. Yeah. Well, they're, I guess they're literally horseshoes. So, well, yes. I mean, they're – the ones you actually play with are – like they're like for Clydesdales if they are horseshoes. But I think they're, they're – I think they're, they're big. 
fashioned just for the game because yeah. horseshoes are a little bit like real horseshoes are a little bit smaller for your standard horse yeah yes yeah it's there's we just put the pits in a couple of years ago we we had different ones before where they were just kind of um like railroad ties that they were just a little square um but turns out we're pretty wild with our horseshoes so we had to put a little backstop uh yeah plus when we're playing in the dark because we will play until bedtime because we just put yep. the stadium lights up and and uh if you you know if you lose that horseshoe in the dark and it doesn't hit the thing, then you're losing it in the long grass. Then it takes ten minutes to look for the horseshoe. <laughs> it's it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. Something I discovered at the stag party is it really hurts if you hit a if you take a horseshoe in the forearm. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we were playing at night and somebody tossed the horseshoe and it was going to go long and so in my drunk mind I was like I can catch this and went to catch it nope. but because I was drunk completely missed and it hit my forearm and I'm like that hurt a lot don't listen to drunk Dave <laughs> drunk Dave does not have good ideas no, that was, it was a very poor choice uh, so that one horseshoes is always a classic yeah great great game um, B- beer pong fine yeah. yeah yeah it's good it's what it is yeah um, it's like quarters, basically. Yeah, basically. So, okay. Yeah, it's all right. I don't mind it. It's just, I don't, drinking games are not necessarily my go-to thing. No, I would just prefer either. to play a game and have a beer in my hand. Yeah, but for whatever reason, everybody likes drinking games in certain situations. Right? There's like a social, there's a circle, there's a construct yeah. where it's expected. And accepted. Yeah. Because in a gent, like, on a on a daily basis, if it's just like, oh, let's go play beer pong, it's like, are you kidding me? That's stupid. If you had walked in and I had had beer pong set up, why? Exactly. That's really, really stupid. I don't want to do that at all. But, like... Well, it's your going away beer pong session, obviously. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> but, like... Sean, I, mean, I have to pack. No, you have to play beer you pong. You have to play beer pong. I was in New York in 2010, and they had a beer pong table set up in one of the bars. And like you go camping and people bring beer pong, or you you have a party, people university parties. Beer pong is what you do. I just I, it's never been something that I've wanted to do. No, my brother in law also made a thing called Battle Shots, which is basically Battleship with shots. Shots. Okay. I mean, I I think I would put beer in there just that way you're not doing shots of hard alcohol. Because I mean, if you're going based on what you actually like how many uh, ships you have in battleship you have 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 somewhere on the like 15 shots or something like that's that's a lot that's a lot of drinking whereas at least if it's a shot of beer it's less it's like a beer yeah exactly maybe two yeah um so you know ladder golf right yes. you've played that one uh, for those of you who don't know and i mean it's really simple to to play like you can get a piece of pcp pipe and just make make it so basically you make a a ladder mm-hmm. um, so you have it has three rungs and you the top rung is worth three points the middle rung is worth two points the lowest rung is worth one point and you have golf balls tied up you know two golf balls tied together with a piece of string and each person has four different units of golf balls yep and you basically try and toss these golf balls and get them to hook around one of these it's One like a bolo ladders. thing, basically. Pardon me? It's like a bolo thing, Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you just try and get them to hook around. And so, like, if Sean and I are playing and we both have one each on the, the one point and I have one on the two point, then I get two points because our ones wash each other out. Yep. Um, you play to 21 points and you have to get 21 points. Like, it's one of those ones where you can't get... 22 and win like if you if you have 20 points and you're trying to win you have to get it hooked on the number one because if you get on a two then you go up to 21 and then back down to 20 and then if you get it on another one then it keeps going down in that increment 
So it's yeah. kind of tricky. It can be. Um, especially when you're drinking. Especially when you're drinking. But the nice thing is, so like, if I needed one point and I got it on the two and then Sean accidentally put his on the number one, then that gives me one point. So then I win. Yeah. So it's a pretty good little game. Yeah, it is. Um, Can Jam is something new and there's a couple different names for it now. There's a couple different companies that have come up with their own things. Okay. But basically the concept is, so you, you stand an indeterminate distance apart from each other. And so it's a team thing. So you and I are on a team and... Mike and Jeff are on a team. Sure. Um, and so, hate them so much. Stupid Mike and Jeff. I hate those guys. <laughs> so you and I would stand at opposite ends, right? Okay. And so you would stand beside Mike and I would stand beside Jeff. So basically the idea is we each take a turn throwing the Frisbee at each other. So you have this cylinder in front of you, and it's about the size of a five-gallon bucket. Okay. Um, but there's a – so it's it's got a, a hole in the top, but it's also got kind of a notch cut out of the of the, the – the, front and so the idea is if if you toss the frisbee to me and i i hit it i i uh, like basically slam the frisbee and right. it hits any part of the cylinder and, but doesn't go inside the, the the cylinder it lands outside that's one point for us okay so if i turn around and i toss it back to you and i hit the cylinder without you touching it at all that's two points oh okay, okay? if you toss it to me and I slam the thing down, and the, the frisbee goes inside the cylinder. That's three points. Hmm. So those are the th- those are the ways you get points. But the other thing is, if you if I toss the frisbee to you, and it either goes into the cylinder, either through the notch in the front or through the top, and just floats its way down in, that's a kill shot. That ends the game right there. Ah. Yeah. So you and I would have two shots, and then the uh, Mike and Jeff would have two shots, and then you go back and forth. Again, you play up to twenty-one. Okay. And again, if you go over, then you start going back down. Down, and then so yeah. yeah. So it's it's point wise, it's very similar. It's just it's done with a frisbee and basically plastic cylinders. So okay, that one's also a very family favorite because we like playing frisbee, and you know yeah. you get to play. The nice thing about horseshoes, and the nice thing about can jam. Is you can play with teams. Yep. So you can, you know, you have four guys playing, and so that way you don't necessarily always have to, like, you don't have to walk back and forth, and you get more people involved, so less fewer people are, are sitting Just around sitting doing, and doing nothing. nothing. Yep. Um, they're both really, really great games. So the other guys don't do anything? No, you can't, like, they can't interrupt or, like, try and block the Frisbee or anything. You just wait for your turn. I mean, honestly, does that not seem like the next logical step in that game? Yeah, but then that game will take forever. You just drop how many points you need. It's first to 11 versus 21. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way that you could probably do that. Or both Frisbees are going at once. Well, it's only one Frisbee, so you just give them the Frisbee, but... I get that. I mean, both Frisbees are going at once. So there's a blue Frisbee and there's a red Frisbee. One team's got blue, one team's got red, and it's full contact. Jesus. (laughs) That sounds... Not necessarily tackle, but, like, you can try and interfere if you knock the other guys, like, if you can knock your Frisbee into the other guys to stand it out. Maybe you can't hit the other people, but you can hit their Frisbee. That would be, yeah. I feel like full contact seems like a Dangerous. little... That's a bad idea. A little risky. Yeah. Yeah. But... But full contact with Frisbees. So, like, if, say, so we were together, and Mike and Jeff are about to win, but you can huck the Frisbee at their Frisbee, it's going to miss, but I'm able to swat it into their Frisbee to knock it off, maybe that drops them a point or gives us a point. Interesting. 
something to game test. Obviously. Totally, yeah, yeah. And I feel like our family is always trying to find ways to make things more competitive. If so. only they listen to our podcast, they might be able to try this. Right? My brother has listened to our podcast. There was one that he sent me a message about. I can't remember what it was, but he all of a sudden just sent me a, a random message about like some actor's name. I was like, huh. are you listening to our <laughs> podcast? Like, yeah. I was like, cool. Thanks for the support, bro. <laughs> Um, but I feel like that might be something to at least try. Yeah, game test anyway. Yeah. Yeah, at the cabin's the best place for it when we've been drinking. Cause, yeah. You know, really, why not? Well, and I just, I like the idea of being able to try and throw the Frisbee to knock the other Frisbee out sure. of the air. Yeah. It'd be super hard, but when it happens, it would be super exciting. Plus, maybe you do get a point for if you yeah. do it directly. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. If you do get points for knocking the other Frisbee with the Frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. That would also that you would might be able to keep it at twenty one then because then you're also getting points for frisbee stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the other thing is, so if you and I go first and we get to twenty one, then Jeff and Mike have a chance to answer because they, but yeah, they wouldn't have a chance to otherwise, have, and that's not yeah, fair. exactly. Yep. So, so you know, if you and I were up twenty one ten, because Mike and Jeff suck at can jam. Of course they do because it's they're Mike, Mike and, and Jeff. Jeff. They're terrible. I like how I use my brother's name for this one and some random guy. So if my brother Mike is listening, I'm sorry. I didn't actually mean you. Jeff's bringing him down. Yeah. It's, it's Jeff. All Jeff. Jeff is Jeff the worst. Um, but literally the only way that they could tie it is if they went for the kill shot. Right. And right. so at a certain point, like if we're up 21-10, you and I, we're feeling pretty good about where we're at. Yeah. But they get two chances to try and kill shot. And if they do, then I think, I think technically that would be a tie because we've already gotten two points. Um, in which case, then you go to sudden death overtime, which is literally you and I get two tosses, and the other two get two tosses, and the people with the most amount of points it's point after to point. two. Yeah, exactly. So that's how you play can jam. It's really fun. It's it sounds fun. Yeah, a game can go pretty quickly, especially if you don't do it with full contact or like dueling yeah. frisbees or anything. If it's just you know, you can get a game done in come on now ten minutes. Multi frisbee sounds pretty great though, doesn't that it? Does yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas with horseshoes, horseshoes is not a fast game. No, no, it is not. it can be if you have guys who are dialed in. Yeah. But, you know, there's times, and it's all muscle memory, but man, there are times where I'll throw one. If I had, if you were able to throw three horseshoes, I feel like I would be able to get pretty close to the, to pointing every time with that third one. Because it's like, the you wait, because, you know, uh, Jeff goes, Jeff goes, then you go, go, then Jeff goes, then you go, then Mike goes, then I go, then Mike goes, and I go, and then I'm waiting again until you, it goes, cycles through again, right? So if I'm doing that, then by the time I get to that second throw, my muscle memory is all off. Whereas if you get that third one, it's like, okay, so the first one was a little long, so then I shorted the second one, so that third one, which is maybe why they only have two every time, but yeah. And I guess technically horses only have four legs, so you'd only have four horseshoes. Exactly, and you're playing with horseshoes. Yeah, so that would make sense. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a great game. Um, yeah, it really is. some horseshoes. On the subject of Frisbee, there's Ultimate and Frolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both games that I've absolutely loved playing. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's a Frolf course, like, blocks from my house in Lethbridge. Really? Yeah. Nice. We drove past it the other day, and I got really excited. I was like, Shannon, is that the Frisbee golf course? And there's a, like, the the mall has a game store, and there's Frisbee golf Frisbees, and, like... Perfect. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about the, the possibility of going to play Frisbee golf. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. But when I play Frisbee golf, again, it was at our cabin, which is in the middle of the forest, so we would just invent our own golf course. Well, yeah. Which was great, but, like, we would go through trees, and so there was a par 22, because we were, <laughs> we were going... I mean, a quarter section is a 
about a half mile long and we were starting from not quite the south end of the quarter section or the north end but going basically to the south end so we were going about 600 meters 600 meters you know or like you know a, a quarter mile and uh <laughs> yeah it was um it was right through the middle of the tree so we would you know you'd have to try and either bank shots or you know just like okay well i have to go here then here then here then here then here and zigzag your way through this path and but it's a it's a great it's game. Like I, in a real frisbee golf game, it's it's great. But man, yeah. there's something about ultimate frisbee. Yeah, and it's been forever since I've been able to play. It. I know you, because you need numbers eight at least. You would think at yeah. least to play a good game of ultimate frisbee. Yeah, I mean four eight people. Are you talking about per team or just eight in general? Four to four. Yeah. I think is about the That's minimum about where the minimum. I'm comfortable. Three on three would be really, really hard to do. Unless you did small field. If yeah. you did a small field, three to three is okay. Yeah. But if you're wanting the full ultimate experience. It's, Which is like a football field, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. yeah. And four is the minimum I'd consider, and even that's pretty small. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's a lot of running. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of our listeners... Maybe they are familiar, maybe they're not familiar with, with Ultimate Frisbee. But basically, it's football with a Frisbee, but you can't yeah. run with the Frisbee. So yeah. that's the caveat is, you know, you can you can throw the ball forward and backward. Like, that's fine. But basically, the idea is, you, we, Sean and I are on a team. We have possession. So Sean's trying to get open, and I'm trying to lead him with my, my with my Frisbee throws to make yeah. sure that he can he I'm can the one that can it. catch the Frisbee, not the guy guarding Not me. the guy guarding Sean. Yeah. And then Sean has it. Now it's up to me and everybody else on my team to get open so that Sean can then pass the ball, the Frisbee off to somebody else. Right. Now... Kind if, of like Aussie Rules when you get down to it, because Aussie Rules is you take a mark, and then from that yeah. point you can go back a little bit, but in this you don't move at all. It's no. just... But it is like that's how you progress down mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like Aussie Rules, I'm sure if you... If I lead Sean with the Frisbee and he catches it, he can run out a couple steps just because yeah. you're not... We're not going to make you stop on a dime that's murder on your knees. Oh. Um, <clears throat> especially on, like... Because we're playing at, at, at high school football fields, or like you know, just yeah, playgrounds and like Awful. it's rutted, and the train is Half bad as it is. And, so yeah, yeah. Um, it, so it's it's you know you run it out to so that you can at least stop. But then once you stop, you can pivot. But that's about the extent of it. Yep. Um, and the the your guard has to give you a couple feet. Yeah, because I mean it's kind of bunk if you're if. You know, I'm guarding you, and I'm right in your face. It's like, well, what are you supposed to do? Like, you gotta, you know, you're just trying to get your body in the way to. Yeah. Well, what you do is you just put it off your face. Yeah. Hopefully, breaking your glasses. Yeah. Then catch it off of the rebound, and then pass it as you are recovering from having your glasses. That's broken. fair. And if you're a stickler for the rules, when everybody has a has when the person has possession, you have ten seconds to throw the frisbee. I don't really care. Within reason. Within reason, As long as nobody's milking it. I'm not going to start counting as soon as you get the Frisbee. And I keep thinking about... So I remember years and years and years ago, um, uh, I went to Ian, our our friend Ian, and uh, another friend and I, we went to... We ended up... We were going to just go toss the disc. We were were like, okay, we'll get in the vehicle and we'll just go... I think we ended up walking from the place we were living and and we'll uh, just go toss the Frisbee. And we ended up coming across this group and there was um, this this university club, whatever club they were, they were playing Frisbee or they were playing Ultimate. And there was the three of us, Ian and our friend and me, and then 
Um, Let's just call him Jeff to sure, make it Jeff. easier. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but I remember the, the night anyway. So, yeah. yeah, Ian and Jeff and me. And then... Uh, <laughs> Jeff's the worst. Jeff is the worst. And then there were some other people who were, they were just kind of by themselves as well. So, like, hey, you guys want to play a game of Ultimate? I'm like, okay. And I think they felt pretty cocky about their skills. And especially because we were just kind of a ragtag group of, of people randos. who... Had, of randos, exactly. Yeah. But Ian and I had been throwing frisbees with each other for about a year by that point, and he and I can... You've seen the way I can huck a disc. Like, yep. Yeah. And so we got up there and... And I'll, Ian. And I have Ian. also seen yeah. Ian who can throw well, a frisbee the, like two-thirds of a football the field if he wants so, to. The guy's like 6'3", and he's... So he's all armed, and he's got this thing where he, it's basically a discus toss, and he hooks it in his thumb. And I've, I've, I've learned it, and I still can't get it as good as him because I don't no. have the torque, but... You just you do that, and it just that frisbee goes for a mile. Yeah, it does. And so we got up there, and I think they gave us first possession, and Ian picked it up, and I just ran, and he just tossed it. And I was like, I got this, and like <laughs> we were halfway down the football field, and they all of a sudden there was kind of this this moment of realization, and they all kind of went, "Oh crap!" Yeah, we decimated them. Well, and it comes down to having variety in your team as yeah. well, like building a team. Like yeah. Ian can huck it far. You can definitely huck it far. Yeah. I'm all about faves and fades and curls. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've hucked a disc a couple of times. Yeah. One time with a new disc that was way too flat in the wind. Yeah. But after we figured that out, you got to see the fact like I'm all about like yeah. I can hit you wherever you are, but it won't look like it to start. Sure. Um, so it's just, if you get that balance where you have a long bomb guy, you have accurate, well, you have and people who can curl and hit corners and stuff. People who can read your play. And like, yeah. because Ian and I had played so much together, I knew how far he could throw and I knew where to go in order to pick up that Frisbee on the run. Yeah. And so that helped. But anyway, the reason I was saying, so th- their captain of the other team. I think he was getting really frustrated. So as soon as one of us would get the frisbee, he he would be in the face just yelling one, two, three, and like, okay, if that's how you want to win. Fine, you can you can start counting as soon as somebody gets the frisbee. We're still gonna kick your ass, and we <laughs> yeah. did. We just dismantled them. Yeah, it was awesome. I love ultimate. It's a great game. I wish I could play it more. It's just, it's a, you need a group. You need you need, and yeah, it's exactly. gotta be a big group. Yeah, so. It's hot. It's summer. We're going to be shorter. So I'm going to insert an ad here. Is that good with you? Yep. Awesome. So the second half of our discussion about random games is brought to you by Dash Jones's Bone Polish. Now, Dave, you like having bones, right? Of course I do. Who doesn't? Well, exactly. Now, when was the last time you really took the care to clean your bones? I'll be honest. I've been neglecting my bones quite a long time here. It's a busy life. It is. But it's never too busy for Dash Jones's bone polish. Four out of five anthropologists agree that people who start using Dash Jones's bone polish today maintain 75% brighter, smoother, and sparkling bones. And it's just so easy to use. Just put on the protective apron, goggles, and gloves, and then generously snort as much as you physically can for 15 minutes every day. You have 15 minutes, right, Dave? Of course I do. They're your bones. That's Dash Jones's Bone Polish. We're numbered Bone. Be be one. I always forget that. And we're back. I should say... As soon as we were done, I brought this up. (laughs) So when we came to the field to go play Ultimate, 
Ian is a smoker. I don't know if he still is, but was a smoker at the time. Yeah. And so we were just kind of tossing the disc back and forth, and they came up as we were tossing the disc to ask if we wanted to play. And Ian's got this smoke hanging out of his mouth, like basically stuck to his his lip. Yeah. And he's just tossing it. Picture as um, Dana Barrett comes into the into the fire hall in Ghostbusters. Yes. And Dan Aykroyd is working on the, the car and he looks up and he's got the, the cigarette kind of dangling. Yeah. That's basically what Ian had. And that's what... That's only, when a, they, only a six foot four blonde hair to his shoulders. Yeah. Lanky, German lanky yeah, exactly. dude. Yeah. If you really want a comparison and he would hate me for using this one but I, picture Jack Kroger from Nickelback that's kind of what Ian looked like slash looks like. But thinner. But thinner. Um, but that sort of hairstyle and like this is like Nickelback when they were in their prime sort of yeah. Nickelback. That's kind of what Ian looked like. Like photograph era yeah. Nickelback. Yeah, Jack that's kind of yeah. what he looked like. So picture him with the cigarette dangling out of his mouth, tossing a disc, and these guys be like, <laughs> "You guys want to play frisbee?" And then Ian bombs this thing for fifty yards. So with the cigarette still hanging out yeah. of his mouth, it was it was something else. Yeah, bocce. Yeah, bocce. Bocce is a great game. It really is, and you never think about it. No. But all of a sudden, your roommate, our friend Derek, who we mm-hmm. talk about on the podcast quite frequently. Hi, Derek. Hey, Derek. Bought a bocce set, and yeah. then that summer was the summer of bocce, mm-hmm. because it all of a sudden you remember, because you just throw the little ball, and now you've got to figure out a way to get the ball close to it without hitting it. Yeah. Can you hit it? You can, but then it's basically further away. Yeah, unless so you can, like, like a pool shot, just kind of sneak it up and... Like, like nest, like nuzzle against it. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty tricky thing to do. Yeah, very much so because um, it's outside. Yeah, Derek, his was the one, and it was like in a wire box, right, in a wire cage. Yeah, and so the there was the the I guess there was because it was an actual set, like yeah. it was a full on carved set. It was yeah. a gorgeous. So set. there were I think there were eight balls in the bottom or four balls in the bottom, and then like the the white one was sitting in the middle. Anyway, it was like it was really well constructed and yeah. just a beautiful, beautiful set. Yeah, we spent a bunch of time playing bocce. Yep. It was so good. I've also, we've done a couple bocce tournaments at our cabin. Oh, nice. Which is pretty fun. Um, There's one that ended up with an asterisk because, I mean, technically Bob and Dan won, but it was because it was Bob's turn to throw the little white ball and he he was playing two women or they were playing two women. And so he literally, he went, he turned and threw the ball as far up a, up a hill as he could. And so the women physically just could not get their balls close enough. So the guys won because they could get it closer, but it's they won because that's a pretty heavy asterisk. Yeah. So they to this day they maintain that it wasn't cheating, but I'm pretty sure technically it's not. No. But it's kind of outside the spirit of the game. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you guys won by definition, but you won because you just because you were dicks. Exactly. <laughs> Essentially, they yeah. Have, yeah. It's Danny's wedding next weekend, and I'm doing the best man speech. That may come up in the in the speech. I spent, I mean, as of our recording this, it's earlier in the week, but yeah. I spent all last night cleaning, and then I thought about some things to write on the speech, and I wrote two and a half pages. Like, okay, get that down, and this this may end up making its way in there, because yeah. the world needs to know more about Danny's cheating. That is, but that is a good story for a best man speech. Absolutely. Because it's not... It's not too dirty. No. It's something you can tell in front of the whole family. Yeah. It's a little bit embarrassing, yeah. but it's not super embarrassing. No, exactly. It, that's that's the perfect best man style story. Yeah, something where it's kind of like giving, poking fun at the guy, but not... It's not mean-spirited. It's not... 
they aren't gonna think they're not gonna look at me afterward and be like, oh, dude, that speech. Like, yeah, it's not like um, Luke Wilson's in old school where he's <laughs> he's giving that speech. It, you know, I'm I'm going for more of the Vince Vaughn style speech than the than the Luke Wilson speech in old right. school. So, yeah. Or I guess what's another example? Um, Steve Buscemi in The Wedding Singer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't plan on getting hammered before I do my speech. Good call. That is never like do it. The one piece of advice that my father gave me before TJ got married. Yeah. And you know he said don't. You know a lot of people will have a bunch of drinks because they think it makes them funnier and looser. It's like have no. one to relax. Sure. Yeah. But once the speech is done, that's when you can kind of go to town. So, having worked as a DJ for years and doing weddings, I can definitely endorse that. Yeah, drunken best man speeches are the worst. Yeah, I don't, I don't like making an ass of myself. Twenty-seven minutes. It was the longest speech I have ever seen, and he was way too drunk to do it. And it was such a bad idea. Yeah, like there's some people. My uncle Rich. Is an incredible or- orator, sure, and very very proficient writer. And so, when Rich but, gives a speech, if it's a half hour, it's a half hour that you are compelled. And but it's well crafted, exactly. It's not a drunk guy slurring through fifty index cards. Yeah, no, that's woof. <laughs> I feel like mine's going to come in between somewhere around the ten minute mark. Okay, yeah, which is about as long as you'd want a speech to be. Like, yeah. I, I can't be concise when I'm trying to cram 30 years of our friendship slash relationship slash family encounters together. Exactly. But I'm also not going to drag it out. I could talk for a half hour, but pe- people aren't there to see me. It's not my no, show. Exactly. So I just want to talk about Dan and Chels and be, be done with it. Yep. I read my first draft to Shannon yesterday and like I have the beginning and I have the end but I don't have the middle, and so that's what I'm missing. Well, now you've got a part of the middle. Absolutely. And it ties into our podcast. And I'd be worried about him knowing that I'm going to talk about this if he ever listened to my podcast, but he doesn't, so suck it, Danny. (laughs) When's the wedding? July 8th. Oh, so there is a chance he could hear it. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but it could. I mean, it comes out literally a week before his wedding. A, I don't think he's going to all of a sudden start listening to my podcast a week before his wedding, and B... I don't think he's going to listen too much the week before his wedding. He's going to be so busy doing all wedding the things. Wedding stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not too concerned. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so botchy. That's, that's where this all came about. It's amazing how we tangent like that. But this is really, it's a long weekend podcast. Yeah. And this is stuff that, like, maybe somebody out there is trying to prep a best man speech. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's When you thing, guys right? have been playing games together, that's an excellent thing thing to draw from because Mm -hmm. it is a social experience where there's a bunch of people and probably a bunch of people that are going to be at the wedding yeah so other people can say oh yeah i remember when they did that yeah totally cheated to win that yeah exactly maybe some of the crowd will boo it's possible that is the dream (laughs) i've always wanted to be booed off for my best man speech (laughs) oh no i meant boo him yeah i feel like the dream is to have the groom be booed yeah uh when when my cousin katie got married last last Labor Day, um, our other cousin Kaylee was in the wedding party. She was, I think, she was the the fourth uh, bridesmaid. Sure. And as all the as all the different wedding party was getting introduced, it was just like everybody was clapping and everything like that. And at our table, because it was all the cousins were sitting there and like, so we're booing Kaylee, right? Yeah. And so it's like, man, Kaylee Clovis and boo, just from our table. And she just looked and she's just like, I hate you guys so much. Yep. Yeah. So 
she also gets married on the 22nd, so maybe we'll boo her then, too. There you go. Because we're <laughs> terribly classless human yeah. beings. <laughs> Uh, As evidenced by the family cheating at bocce ball. Yeah. The best part about that bocce ball tournament, though, was as uh, there wasn't enough bocce sets to, to have a full game. Right. And so that was no big deal because we would just chill out and we, we drove Cam's truck down to the kind of the, the main playing area and we set up a barbecue so we were tailgating and oh, nice. it, was just, it was a fun, fun weekend. And that's what's so great about bocce ball is like it would be best with a set, but you could fake it. Yeah. Not too hard. Oh, certainly. Have some, like, uh, golf ball and baseballs or softballs. Yeah, absolutely. Would be Spray perfect. paint the, the softballs different colors. Like, yeah. it helps when they're a little heavier. That's It's it's a little, I mean, you there's a little bit more finesse that goes along with yeah. it. Um, I mean, I, ideally, you have a bocce ball set. Yeah. But this is one you could fake, and you can play anywhere. Totally. Frisbee golf, not really. No. Can kind of, but yeah. not really. Yeah, ultimate frisbee. No, you need a you need a field. Yeah, exactly. This one, like you can play technically horseshoes. You, you need a pit. Yeah, right. Like yeah, this bocce is... ball. You could play in the forest if you wanted to. Yeah, you could play. You could play on the beach. You could. It would be trickier because you. I mean, it would be less. That'd be fun though. Right. Yeah. It would be less. Like rolling and more trying to toss to actually get them closer. So it's kind of like a combination of horseshoes, horseshoes and, and bocce. Yeah. But it could be really fun. Have the, have the bocce is the bocce the small one or the big one? I can never remember. I assume it's the small one. Have the bocce be super heavy, and th- if you're at the beach, put it to where waves can affect it, so that way it stays, oh. but the lighter balls don't. Interesting. That could be fun. That could be really fun. Because we were talking about it in between as we were coming up, because we are trying to tie this and cater this a bit more to summer, summer yeah. and long weekend, like we were saying before, rather than talking about stuff like Dan Ball that we invented yeah. for winter and stuff. Yeah. I think I've talked about Dan Ball yeah. on here before. I, well, which you is certainly a, told me, but yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. This is what happens when a bunch of guys are drunk in res and need to do something. Sure. And have no money. Yeah. But we have racquetballs. Yeah. Uh, essentially, in case this is from the last podcast, I will move on from this. You have to play it in winter because you need the snow. Mm. It is full contact. Uh, you have one guy with a racquetball and you need a sidewalk. And then on that sidewalk, you throw you throw the, the racquetball down as hard as you can so it goes up. And then the two probably super drunk guys run at each other to try and be the one to catch the ball. And it is full contact. That is Dan Ball. It was invented by three guys named Dan, and I think all of them got stitches by the end of the year. Perfect. It's also very fitting that this question comes to us from Dan. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dan, if you want to play your namesake game, don't. (laughs) But if you want to, maybe mitigate some of the pain or play it in winter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the racquetball could be changed. Maybe Probably. switch it to a football or something that's just going to roll, and that way you're not sprinting as far. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Or like a soccer Well, because then it's going to, like, as you as you spike that football, especially if you kind of go, like, nose down instead of side down, it's going to crane any which way. So all yeah. of a sudden, you you don't know. So then it's you don't know react. which way that crazy ball is going to go. Exactly. That's Dan Ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but beach stuff. Beach stuff, yeah. I mean, it's... It's the season, right? And yeah. I mean, Sean was asking me if we had any beach games. I mean, I didn't really. It's not grow a lot of up. beach. There's not a lot of beach. When we went to the lake, we would go boating, basically. Yeah. Um, or we would, you know, we'd go to to the the cabin. 
water skiing polo. It's polo where you're water skiing. I think that's a terrible idea. Jet ski polo? Jet ski. Oh my god. That also sounds like a terrible idea. Jet ski soccer with a Zorb ball. Nice. There we go. We're just bringing those Zorb balls back all the time. We love Zorb. We do, really do. We would, I mean, if we were on the boats, we would have two guys, we'd have two different tubes and we'd see who, you know, was the... Tube racing, basically. Yeah, basically, who would would stay on the longest. Yep. Um, We also... Seems like I've always had footballs around because a lot of things that I've done growing up have involved footballs. And I remember one of our friends was on the tube and we had the football in the boat. And so we whipped it at him to see if he could catch it. I think we ended up coming a little short, but like that was the game to see who could, if you could catch the football from the tube. Wow. Yeah. It was, you'd have to be, it had to be a deadly accurate throw. There's a lot of physics in that. There is a lot <laughs> of physics in that. We never, ever got it. I don't think. Um, but when, when my family and I went to Mexico in 2012, uh, I brought a football with me because you're on the beach and you just, you know, talk a football. Talk a football. And so dad and Mike and I tossed the football for a bit and then dad went back to sit on the beach and drink more beer and Mike and I tossed the football a little bit longer and then we got bored. Yeah. And so then we just started like, the waves were pretty impressive and at this beach and so we would just huck the football into the waves and let it come back because yep. why not? But then we would basically... We would throw the football for the person. They'd try and run and lay out to see if you could dive and catch the football and yeah. then dive into the water. Which, I mean, how many times does anybody who watches the NFL see a guy dive out and catch this football in spectacular fashion yep. and just think, man, that would be cool. But at the same time... I don't want to pay for all the pads. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy to just lay out and then land in the water. And if I don't catch it, no big deal. The ball floats. Yeah. So we would do that a lot. But, you know... that. We just didn't have a lot of water activities because we didn't spend a lot of time at the lake. That's fair. And if we did, I mean, when we went to Vancouver Island consecutive years, we would basically build sandcastles and stuff like that. So, you know. Not really a game. Not really a game, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play Kick the Can? A little bit. Yeah? Yeah. That was another family favorite. And that's another one, like, if you're camping or, you know, you need enough hiding places. It's hard to do on the beach, but. Yeah. If you. If you're spending your weekend at the lake, and uh, I mean, in our case, we'd do it at the cabin. We would also do it when we went to Vancouver Island, and there was sure. cabins around and everything like that, and tons of good hiding spots. It's basically hiding hide and seek. What was the? Because you could do hide and seek without kick the can, where you had somebody who was it, and like it was uh, ollie ollie oxen free. Pretty much, yeah. That's the same sort of concept as kick the can. Yeah. Um, whereas Ollie Ollie Oxen Free, I think you just have a home base, and if the the person who's it goes and tags home base before you, then then you're caught, and then you have to sit out. Yep. Whereas with Kick the Can, you have literally it would be like a, a gallon, I guess, or maybe half gallon can that used to be tomato juice, and we would empty it, and so it was a big enough can. Right. And so you'd have the the person who was it who would wander around trying to find people who were hiding, and if you found them, then you would say one two three on Sean, and you would tap the can and then they would they would be caught and you would have to say like one two three sean behind the the woodshed yeah because if you just if i just said one two three on sean and i was looking the opposite direction i was like yeah you're wrong <laughs> you're definitely not seeing me like and sometimes i'd put my hat up like a decoy to try and fool the person who was it right and so then they'd be like oh yeah one two three on day behind the behind the woodshed i'd be like no i'm actually behind the shower here so ha 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 <laughs> um but the, the the problem is you have to be patient enough in order to let people, in order to get that person who's it, start roaming a little bit further and further and further. Because yep. if you're not patient, 
then they'll they'll catch you anytime. But as, as they get further and further to try and catch the people who are it, then you want to make that mad dash. And if I kick the can before you, who's it, then everybody who has been caught then gets to go to hide again, and the person who's it has to keep being it until right. you until you capture everybody. Yep, it's a great game. It is. Um, a lot of time. A lot like, of it, time. It can yeah. last quite a while. It can last a while, and I mean, like sometimes we would only play a couple rounds and then sure. we'd be done. But like, it's best played kind of at that dusk. And in Alberta, especially southern Alberta, it's. I mean, northern Alberta is pretty good too. But like, yeah, it is where we are at this time of year. I mean, it's it, it's June twenty seventh, so we've just gotten past the longest day of the year here. Yep. It stays dark until about it stays light out until about ten thirty. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, you can still see at ten thirty. It's just it's getting, it's getting you, dusty. you're going to want yeah. headlights if you're driving. But like, you can go a long time in the in the summer without having to turn on lights. So it's summer lasts a long time here. Yeah, it definitely does. Tying into that a little bit is capture the flag. I was just thinking. Capture I mean, the like, flag. yeah. Again, you need teams, which is the trick. You need, that, numbers, you need a yeah. number for that. Yeah. Again, but. But capture the flag, you can literally play it anywhere. You yeah. can have it in an open field where it's just, you know, a bunch of people running around and you're just trying to capture each person's flag. But it's better if you have, like, woods, woods and or, forests and everything yep. like that. And, yeah, it's uh, – I haven't played that one in years. I think no. the last time we played that, we were playing it and uh, – we were taking sides, and I think my sister ended up slicing her leg on barbed wire, and then Ooh. it had to go get stitches and like that. Really put a damper on the game. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, but it's a it's Still a, a really game. fun one. Yeah, so I mean, the basic premise. It's been years since I played it, but it's basically like each team has a different flag, and then if you yep. cross the middle line with the flag, you win, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You have to do it without being caught. Yeah. So may a lot of the times when we played it, we played it like flag football, where you mm. had uh, something tucked into sure. the back, yeah, like yeah. in your belt. Yeah. So they had to be able to grab that and rip it out to have captured you. Right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did it... you ever play? Were you moving on? Were you sticking with capture? No. Nope, nope. Did you ever play that combination of footy and volleyball, where you've got the volleyball net but you can't use your arms? And it's just, it's all head and feet. It's a beach game. No. It is hard. Yeah. But it is super fun. That's kind of like the the Mayans used to have a game like that. Yep. Except it was through a hoop instead of over a net. Yeah. Well, and you couldn't use your hands, but you could use your elbows. Right. For yeah, the Mayan yeah. game. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I've never... It's hard. I bet. Yeah. Because I'm... I'm okay, but I mean, like, I'm okay with the with my feet but you have to be a really good soccer player in order to be able to keep a ball especially once that ball goes over you have to get the timing right in order to get the ball up yep and then is it three three hits per side again yep Jeez. that's the way well it depended on the the skill level right like, i was never good enough to play it at full speed and all right, of that right. sort of stuff so we did usually whenever i played it we played it that you could stop it like get it to yourself and if you dropped it onto your foot that was fine and then you could flick it up to do whatever oh, okay. he wanted, head or bicycle or whatever, right. just because we weren't ever good enough right. to get it over just by like chest to somebody and then head it over, we were never that good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the game sounds awesome, though. It's so fun. But it would be exhausting. Oh, yeah. You play for half an hour and you're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you ever play beach volleyball? Oh, yeah. Love yeah. me some beach volleyball. I mean... Again, we didn't get to play a lot because the beaches near Barhead were terrible. But the yeah. ones, when we played in Mexico, man, it's a great game. It is a great Again, game. Again, you need numbers. Four. 
Unless, I mean, technically you could do it with two. Yeah. Because that's how they do it in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, my cousin and I played one-on-one beach volleyball. Okay. Which is exhausting. I would imagine. But you can, you have three hits to get it over, but you can set yourself up. So, like. That's nice. Yeah. It's not just I hit it over and he then hits it back and back and forth. Like, we could, we played so you could, I could bump it, set it, and try and spike it by myself. But, yeah. Whew. Exhausting. It is exhausting. Yep. I mean, beach, volleyball in general is exhausting. I don't think people realize how tiring volleyball can be. Can be. If you're playing a full six on six, yeah. it's not too bad. It's not too bad. But if you have... still, It's still a workout. Four, like three, a- two. It, as your numbers get down, you are covering more more court, yeah. which means you're running more. And like if I'm if so, if I'm digging and I dive to dig it, you better be up again because all of a sudden that guy's setting and you need to be there to hit that ball again. <laughs> yes, like it's, you do. Oh, beach volleyball is so fun, but it can be tiring. Yeah. Plus, like, I love volleyball, but I always just, I was never good enough so that it didn't hurt my arms or my hand. Like, uh, I just could never absorb it enough. Yeah. I mean, I'd still play because oh, yeah. whatever, well, whatever. I, I want to play, and it's worth a little bit of a pain on the forearm, but... Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, I was good enough that it usually didn't hurt, but I would still miss on occasion. So then it would. I think that was it. Like, it wouldn't hurt every time. And, it, you know, if somebody's spiking a ball down and you're actually digging that one, it's yeah. going to hurt regardless. Probably. Like, you could play it perfectly, but it's still, like, it's a ball coming down as somebody's smashing it down and you're trying to... You're trying to save it. So, it's going to... I still remember first week of university, all of the frats did beach volleyball, and I played for, like, four and a half hours. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. We have a, a volleyball court set up at the cabin, but it's not a beach, so we just play on the grass. But still, like it's, it's still it's still fine. Just at least we can play. Yeah, it's a good when you have the numbers. It's a good one to play because you don't. Our my my aunts and uncles and my mom and dad who are getting a little bit on in years and just can't move as fast. You can still play. Yeah, because you don't necessarily have to dive, and if you just miss it, you just miss it. Like Bleh. we're not playing for anything. We're just playing for fun. So there's no Smith Cup. Why is there not a Smith Cup? Technically, there's the Sean Smith Memorial Cup. We've just never played a tournament. We, I mean, there are names engraved on it for all kinds of things, like the hand hockey game we invented, the Super Can. Sure. Like, there's the the winner of the the Smith Family Pool, so I'll get my name on it, or the Smith Family uh, Stanley Cup Pool, so I'll get okay. my name on it because I picked the Penguins this yep. year. Well done. Uh, thank you. There's all kinds of reasons why people have their name engraved on the cup. It's just so you could easily we could. That's just one more thing that we need to, you know, because <laughs> we're not competitive enough. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've, we've now got we've got a, a plaid jacket for the for the Smith Masters. We've got <laughs> a, a jean jacket for the Smith Open. We've There's got no a, Smith plaid though, is there? Like a family? plaid? No, it's just a, it's just a generic a jacket. Valley Village my brother kind found of... at Valley Village. Gotcha. Um, we've got a trophy for the players, for the Smith players, which is technically not a major. And then we just I made another one for the Cabin Open, which is. Also not a major, but, like, it's literally a cup <laughs> that I, I siliconed and glued to uh, some MDF that I painted. Like, I went to town on this thing. Yep. Um, if anybody wants, I'll post it on my Instagram maybe so that yeah, people can go. see that. So, yeah. It's, They're not uh, coming to you at Twitter, no. so maybe if we could drive them to Instagram, right. you could be there. Exactly. Because so, there is now a the guys from Instagram. That is true. So. Yeah. Anyway. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? It's hot. We're kind of on a tight schedule. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been fun talking about these, and now I want to play all these games. So I'm glad that summer's here, so we can do it. Which one do you think you'll be able to play first? 
Because you got to move and I gotta like, move, stuff. Then there's the wedding. Frolf, probably, because you're yeah, right by actually, it. Yeah, actually, probably. That would make the most amount of sense. Yeah. I got evenings off, so yeah, Frolf is probably the one I'll play first. There you go. Yeah. What about you? Bocce, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Maybe I'll, I've got a bocce set. Maybe I'll take it to the... Oh, I'm not going to have time on the wedding weekend. Yeah, hey, <laughs> let's play some bocce. <laughs> no. Unless you make a jacket for it. That's true. We are playing golf on the Friday. See? I don't know if we have anything for that one yet. Yeah, we do. That's the Smith players. Yeah, so we've already got a trophy for that one. Okay. So we're good. We're okay. locked. We, yeah. We've got something to play for on that weekend, so we're fine. There you go. Well, I guess that's it. You, Hair Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast. We want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's also my Instagram handle. That's Sean... That's Ron with two N's. That's why I've been doing it wrong. I kept saying it's Sean with two N's. <laughs> Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com or Facebook us at the Guys From. Or come running up to us with a Frisbee with your question written on it, then get in our faces and ask us to answer it as soon as you can, as soon as we can, by counting to ten. We clearly work well under pressure, so that'll be the fastest way for us to answer your question. So do that. Yeah. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell your frau, tell your kinder, tell whoever you need to. Because the best thing you can do to help the podcast grow is to tell friends and family or leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We're available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, the Blueberry app, Podbean, Stitcher, you name it, we are probably there. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? I mean, we touched on it briefly, and if it's something that you really want to do, just go play around the beer pong. You know, it takes some time, and it's good to play with a couple buds, and you get a little buzz on. I'm terrible at it, which is one of the reasons I don't tend to play it. Sure. Um, and if you don't drink, put something else in the exactly. cups. It's still fun. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like It's more just the, the effort and trying to win more than anything, so you don't even have to make it a drinking game, just no. a skill game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get something you don't like. Sunny D. Do it with Sunny D. Perfect. Not only is it disgusting orange juice that has fat in it for some reason. Yeah. Orange juice? Right. It's creamy. That doesn't make any sense. No. But then you're getting rid of the Sunny D. Perfect. And keeping it out of children's hands. There you it's go. It's a service. John? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this drinking game podcast... Evidently. We also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day. Throwback tracks every Thursday. Movies, The Simpsons. There may be some more movie stuff coming. Maybe a South Park thing. Mm -hmm. Who knows? And where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, yeah. Head to ihorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, I wanted to give a shout-out to Allison, who put an amazing recipe for garlic dill pickles that I could make at home. And I made them, and they're awesome. They're delicious. I had Dave try one. Yeah. I've eaten most of a jar already. They're awesome. Thanks, Allison. Special thanks to you guys for drinking all the Sunny D so that we can just have the purple stuff. Yes. Also, special thanks to The Sweets for our great opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Off to Osaka. This has been episode 174 of the Guys from Podcast, the Game Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. And happy Canada Day slash Independence Day, wherever you are. And if you're anywhere else other than that, best deal day? Something along those lines? Well, we'll have another podcast before Bastille Day. That's the 14th. Yeah. So just happy Canada Day and Independence Day.
I'm happy just ending it there. 